Today's reading is Mark chapter 16, verses 1 to 8, which we found on page 1023 of the Church Bibles. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the woman went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Right. What were they expecting? If someone comes to your door, someone you know maybe, and they come with things, you can tell maybe what they were expecting. So let's say someone comes to your door and they're wearing these. What would they be expecting? Say it again. To go swimming, exactly, to go swimming. What about if they came with one of these? Rain, they're expecting rain. What about this? Oh, come on, it wasn't that impressive. <laughs> Easily impressed, aren't you? Okay, what about this? Fishing. Yeah, they're expecting to go fishing. There we go. Uh, this? Okay, we'll come back to this in a moment. Okay, the women who went to the tomb didn't have any of those things, but we can see what they were expecting from verse 1. Have a look at the passage. So you're going to need the passage open. Mums and dads, if you can help your children, that would be great to have the passage open in front of them because we're going to look at what happened on the first Easter Sunday. What did they expect? Have a look at verse 1 where you see three women. There are three women. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome. There are three women and they'd bought something. What had they bought? Spice, thank you. Oh, I should be giving out, yeah, okay. Spice, who said spice? Who spotted it? You can have sweets, by the way. If you answer the questions, that might get more answers, mightn't it? Who, who said spice for, hang on, we got loads of people. You reckon, <laughs> oh, all of a sudden, no, I said it, no, 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 me. Oh. You reckon Joanne? Joanne, okay, how good? No, no, you might get hit by a boiled sweet then. Okay, let's see. There we go, not bad, not bad. Okay, well done, yes, spice. Which must mean that they were going uh, to do some cooking because that's why you get spice. I've got some spice here. I've got cardamom pods. Maybe they went, so they bought spice to go and cook. Maybe they went to go and cook a curry uh, at the tomb. That's not why they've bought spices, is it? What does it say in the verse? What does it say about why they got spice? 
Okay, hang on. You get price. Was it to, what Pat was? To anoint. Anoint what? Yeah, have a sweet. Jesus' body, well done, Hesse, have a sweet. Thank you. Well done. So, spice to anoint Jesus' body. So, what were they expecting to find? A corpse. That's right. This is going to be a long shot, isn't it? Oh, almost. Thank you, Phil. Well done. So, they're expecting to find a corpse, aren't they? They're expecting that there's going to be a corpse. That's why there are spices. That's why they brought the spices with them. And it's not unreasonable that they would think there would be a dead body there. Jesus' dead body. Because there are two events that these women have already seen. Okay, can you look back into chapter 15? Boys and girls, you need to look in in chapter 15 as well to see what's the first event that they saw. It's in verses 37 to 40. I'm going to give you a moment to have a look. Okay, verses 37 to 40. You just have a think, have a think. Oh, hang on, have you got it? Great, go for it. Jesus dying on the cross. Well done. Let's see if I can hit your parents. Oh, no, a bit short on that one. Oh, no, I'll have to do another one. We're going to end up with sweets everywhere. Here we go. Ready? Okay, well, you'll get that one. They saw Jesus dying on the cross. They saw Jesus dead, didn't they? These three women, the same three women. Next event that they saw... Have a look, 50, chapter 15, verses 46 to 47. Again, have a look, careful look. These are Chris's sweets, by the way. We're getting rid of lots of them, Chris. Uh, what, what, hang on, where, where, what was the other event? Body put in the tomb. Well done, very good, yes. Getting better. Well done. So, key events that these women... Now, but not all three of them saw his body laid in the tomb, did they? It was only two of them, it says. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. So only two of them. One of them wasn't there. Salome wasn't there. Now, I think, just as a little aside, that adds to our um, trust that this is history that's being given to us. Mark, when he writes this, is giving the names of the women who were there so that the original readers could go and check with them. And say, did this really happen? And it's brilliant, isn't it, that the same women, apart from one, when he was buried, uh, it's the same women who are there each time. You know, you might think, well, if it was different people every time, if it was, you know, Josephine saw him crucified and Anne saw him buried and then uh, Juliet saw, saw, went to the empty tomb, you go, well, maybe they made a mistake. Maybe they weren't the right place. But it's the same women who were there each time, which just backs it up for us, doesn't it? This is a history. This is what happened. So these women saw Jesus crucified. They saw Jesus buried. And now these women, they're going to the tomb. And understandably, they've brought their spices because they're expecting a corpse, a dead body. And what are they also expecting? What can you tell from verse 3 about what they're expecting? So chapter 16, verse 3, what are they expecting? Yes, they're expecting... Sorry, did you get it? Yes? Go for it. The stone, well done. You, right, you're right at the back. 
oh, well, it wasn't bad. Thank you. Well done. Very good. They're expecting the stone to be over the tomb, aren't they? So they're expecting dead body in a tomb with the stone rolled over. That's what they expect. They didn't expect to go fishing. They didn't expect rain. They expected a dead body and a stone over the tomb. What did they see? That's our next point. What did they see? It wasn't what they were expecting. Verse 4. What do we see there? What did they see? So you've already got a sweet. Uh, <laughs> but you are right. <laughs> Hands up. We're going to have to do it that way. Go on then, Ellen. Stone was rolled away. Very good. Stone was rolled away. Wasn't what they were expecting. Verse 5. What did they see there that they weren't expecting? A young man. They weren't expecting a young man in the tomb, dressed in white, sat on the right side. Did you know there was a wrong side of a tomb to sit on? <laughs> it's funny every time, isn't it? Okay, not funny every time. Um, uh, I'm not sure... Yeah, I know, I think I might get someone in the eye if I do that. If I, I'll, I'll give it to you at the end, all right? <laughs> yeah, they, so they saw a young man, dressed in white, in the tomb, sat on the right side. Things weren't as they expected. Hmm. Sometimes you expect rain when actually you need sun cream. Sometimes you, need, you don't need swimming goggles, you need skis. I don't know when anyone's ever made that mistake, but maybe we get it wrong sometimes. We, it's not what we expected. It's not what the women expected. And we need to know why. Why wasn't it the way they expected? Here's our third question. Why aren't things as they expected? Now, for this, we've got to look at verse 6, because the man in white on the right side of the tomb, he explains to them why things aren't as they expected. So, notice what they say. Follow it through with me. Boys and girls, are you following in the, in the verse as well? He says, don't be alarmed. They were alarmed, but he says, don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. They go, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's why we bought... The spices, because we saw him dead. He was crucified. Yeah. These next words changed their lives and have changed the lives of millions of people throughout history and many people in this room. It says, He has risen. Risen from the dead. Now, he then says, gives them a bit more evidence for believing it. He says, he's not here. See the place where they laid him. Ah, yeah, they know where they, where they laid him. They know where he was laid because they were there. They saw it. But he says, look, the body isn't there. Now, I don't know about you, but I think if that's all I'd been told, if that's all that there was, you would go, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced he's risen from the dead. I mean, the body wasn't there, but, and someone's told them that he's risen, but that's not evidence enough, is it? See what he says next. He says, but go, tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Here's the thing. They were going to meet Jesus, the risen Jesus. And what did they do? Have a look, verse 8. 
Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. And that's where Mark's gospel actually ends. That's where it really ends. The women go from the tomb, they flee, and it says they're afraid, so they tell no one. Well, thankfully, they got over their fear, and they did in the end tell the disciples about Jesus risen from the dead, and they met the risen Jesus. They met him in Galilee, they met the risen Jesus, and that is why things weren't as they expected, because Jesus had risen. Seen by uh, over 500 people, we're told elsewhere in the New Testament. It is great evidence, and it's great news, isn't it? Jesus had risen from the dead. Okay, we've got one last question to ask, which is, what about us? What difference does this make to us? What difference does it make that Jesus was crucified, buried, and rose to life again? What difference does it make to us? Well, I'm going to explain that, that to you. Now, you know, at the front here, we've got this big life sign. Because Jesus rose from the dead and offers to us life. And when the Bible says he offers us life, that's not just life after death, though wonderfully it is that, but it's more than that. In John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Life to the full that starts now and stretches on for eternity. Now, lots of things promise us life, a fulfilled life, a satisfied life, an exciting life. But Jesus is the only one who can give us life to the full. And it starts with something very, very important. Now, I've got another, another question for you to see if you can get a sweep. This is your last opportunity, all right? In the verses, in verse 7, who were the women told to go and tell the news to? We'll go for this one. Who were they told to go and tell the news to? I'm going to go for Ayla. Ayla, go for it. The disciples and Peter. Here we go. Watch out, Jane. Oh, that was close. Did you get it? Well done. The disciples and Peter. Now, that's a slightly odd thing for the man to say, isn't it? I mean, why single out Peter? That would be like me saying, uh, I've got a message for Emmanuel Church and Carol. Why? Carol's part of Emmanuel Church. Why, why single her out? Why single out Peter? Well, because it may well be that Peter might have thought maybe he wasn't one of the disciples anymore. Because the last thing we saw Peter doing in Mark's Gospel was something bad. I wonder if you know what it feels like. We all do. When we do something bad, when we stuff up in a big way, Maybe we tell a lie and we get caught. Maybe we say something bad about someone. Maybe even say bad, something bad about one of our friends and they find out about it. And there are a whole load of other things that maybe we could think, yeah, I stuffed up there. And that feeling is awful. And Peter probably felt like that. Because, well, Jesus had told his followers just before he was arrested, that they would all fall away, that they would all desert him. And Peter had said, not me. I will never do I will die with you. 
he'd said. But within a few hours after Jesus had been arrested, Peter was saying, Jesus, no, no, I don't even know him. Who's he? Don't know him. And after the third time that he'd done it, third time that he'd said he didn't know Jesus, he broke down and cried and remembered that Jesus had predicted that he would do this. And so when the message comes to say, tell the disciples and Peter, that must have been wonderful news for Peter. Because he must have thought, this includes me. Even though I've stuffed up. Even though I made a mess of it. Even though I lied. Even though I said I I denied Jesus three times, it still includes me. And we know from John's Gospel, when Jesus and Peter met, that Jesus forgave Peter. And that points us to one of the big things about Easter. That because Jesus rose to life again, we can have forgiveness too. And our relationship with God can be mended. We can have forgiveness. You see, life to the full is all about having relationship with God. We can't have life to the full without it. And Jesus died and rose to life again so we could be forgiven, so that we could come to God and come to know him and be forgiven and can call him our Father. We need Jesus for it. We're not all naturally in that position with God. We need to come into that relationship. Now, I wonder what you were expecting this morning when you came to church. Maybe you were expecting, well, to sing and to hear about Jesus risen from the dead. And I hope those expectations have been met. None of you came with umbrellas. None of you came with tennis rackets. And that's probably a good thing because we're not going to have rain and we're not going to play tennis. And I hope for some here, you've gone, I've heard about Jesus risen from the dead. And it is great news. I've known about it for a long time and I hope you celebrate the fact that we can have forgiveness and through Jesus we can be right with God. I hope as we continue in the service you will praise God all the more. Maybe for some here you weren't expecting that today God would offer to you to have your relationship with God restored. Maybe this is news to you. And maybe you should respond to that today. You weren't expecting that God would offer you life But that's what he offers us. We need Jesus for it. Will you come to him today? Anyone can for forgiveness and for life. Life to the full. If you want to find out more about that, about the life that Jesus offers, when you leave, do grab one of the little booklets, one of the little life booklets. Hey, grab anything from the vestibule. I mean, not the fixtures and fittings, but grab, grab any of the booklets that tell you more about Jesus. And keep coming along to Emmanuel Church. Keep watching online, but we'd love to have you here in the building, really. Keep coming along to find out more. I'm going to lead us in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that things weren't as the women expected. Thank you that the stone had been rolled away and that young man was on the right side of the tomb and he explained to them why Jesus' body wasn't there, that Jesus had risen 
And thank you that the women and the other disciples met the risen Jesus. And thank you that through his resurrection, through his death and resurrection, we can have forgiveness and we can come into a relationship with you, the living God. Amen.